want it to get too heavy and feel really overloaded. We're here with our first guest on Movie Facts. Yeah, you are. Hello. A repeat guest from uh, the old show. What old show? From the old country. I'm in the new country. Well, we don't really we don't talk about it anymore. That's right. We have that pizza restaurant that Dylan called a year ago on the line right now. Hey. When he told. Did, did Dan tell you about the pizza connection that I found out about? No. You, you know Pizza Connection, the uh, the infamous uh, Lincoln Park uh, yeah. joint. Apparently, and this could be nothing. I was doing a little bit of research about the history of the mafia the other day, and uh, apparently in the 1980s there was a, uh, a so-called Pizza Connection whereby uh, the Sicilian mafia would like launder money through uh, pizza places in New York as like their front to sell heroin through. It was uh, called the Pizza Connection. Do you think the one in Lincoln Park is... Is it in Lincoln Park? I always thought it was more in Equors. Well, wherever it is. Apparently they... Uh, I don't know. The one they, off that South. That is weird. I mean, what else could it possibly be, right? I mean, it's not very good pizza, so yeah, it would make sense that, like... That's not the prime... The prime well, I don't think they're um, actually committing Jeff- crimes there, other than just, you know, crimes against uh, good taste. But, you know, like... Uh, I I, I can't I can't imagine they would like name themselves after a famous crime and then be doing that crime. That's true. I think they just think it sounds. Were cool. you there when we were reading like the Yelp reviews and it's like literally just threw the pizza out the window? I'll, I'd rather I'd rather pay uh pay the ticket for uh, littering than uh, eat this shitty pizza. Yeah, I felt like I was there, but I was not physically present. Okay. But I was there in spirit with that person. Yeah, we, we, we've all been there. Whoa. We're good. David, you seem like you're sensitive to loud noises today. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I didn't sleep very well last night. I like got in bed and was like ready to go to bed. And then I started thinking about my student loans for like an hour. Mm. Fair. <laughs> Couldn't get to sleep. So what keeps you going? Like, I, on like a daily basis, like what stops you from just, you know... What do you mean? Well, come on. I mean, we all think about it. <coughs> like me specifically? <laughs> well, all, I mean, generally, all of us, you know, it's it's, it's hard to, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say why sometimes, but, you know, just sometimes you just feel like it, you know? <coughs> um. Well, you got Noodle. Yeah, well, probably, uh, watching all of Law & Order SVU. That's a good one. Yeah. Then I can die. R.I.P. By the way, of course. Yeah, Richard Belzer. I found out about that. Um, I was on the phone with my mom, and then I just heard my brother come into the room, like on the other end, and just like I didn't hear him come into the room. That'd be a crazy phone call. But <laughs> <laughs> hearing his footsteps on the phone, but uh, I just hear like his voice is like, "Mom, mom, I got bad news." Richard Belzer died. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Speaking of deaths, I was just telling you guys, uh, yeah, I don't think I gave any coverage of uh, David Crosby's death, death, uh, you know, on, on, on Rock News last time. RIP to one of the uh, worst looks in all of Rock, in my opinion, you know. One of that best. hair and that mustache was just, I had to go. Yeah. I, I mean, the fact that they committed to it for like an entire life is pretty, uh, pretty insane, you know. Yeah, and it couldn't have been easy. Like this thing just kind of looked like shit, but he just continued to look like shit like for the rest of his life, you know. I was thinking about how I always mix his face up with Jim Croce, and mm. uh, I went to look up David Crosby and just looked up Jim Croce. <laughs> <laughs> like your your your, your, your mind said David Crosby, but your fingers said Jim Croce. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's funny. yeah. It's okay, kind of like we're, we're uh, with you Rockies. ever see that uh, that one best of album of uh, Simon and Garfunkel where they both just laugh little ass. Um, it's not where they're wearing like, like, like the striped t-shirt. Like Simon, like Paul it? Simon, I, he's the one with the black shit. He has like this 
like this like golf outfit and he's like yeah like the, like the worst mustache and haircut and like hat combination ever yeah i mean that guy kind of always looked like shit in my opinion he really does he has like just the worst looks like he had that like dark ass like steve from blues who blues clues haircut before that yeah he looked like a little squire boy seriously stand next to the chad our garfunkel yeah that's for sure was Paul Simon in any movies ever? I know our Garfunkel, we got a couple. <clears throat> Probably at some point. What movies is our Garfunkel in? Um, Wait, you say is Paul Simon in any movies? Yeah. He's in Annie Hall. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah of course he is. Our, our Garfunkel was in that one. Um, it's the dude who, no, Nicholas Rogue movie. Something about time. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I've only seen uh, Man Who Fell to Earth and Don't Look Now. I think he's literally the main character in this movie. Don't Look Now, I'm about to make Man Who Fell to Earth. <laughs> uh, um, but anyway. Don't look at this shitty fucking movie. <laughs> Brian, uh, do you have any other good rock news? Um, What else, what else? Uh, Before David got here, we were talking about, um, who was it, Rod Stewart? Yeah, he's apparently going around like he's like he's Jesus Christ, just paying everybody's medical bills in the UK. Which I I thought they had a government that took care of that, but apparently not. Apparently That's they just cool. uh, the NHS now depends on aging rock stars to keep it going. Yeah, just Rod Stewart. Yeah, just him. Well, like we were saying, he owes him one uh, for all that stomach pumping that went on back then. You know. Yeah, it's true. Taxpayer dollars hard to work back then. Yeah. So, um, wait, what was this Liam Neeson story? Oh, yeah, apparently Liam Neeson, uh, for the sake of his marriage, uh, forwent, uh, being James Bond, which I don't see how that's rock news, you know, but it's on Ultimate Classic Rock, but apparently he's a rock guy now. Doesn't make any damn sense. No, it doesn't, but that's an interesting story. I mean, they could have had a, an Irish James Bond that would have been, uh, Change of pace. Oh, people would have been so fucking pissed. I know I would. I think it'd be sweet. It would have been tight, honestly. He would have been pretty cool. Yeah. I don't. I've never. I don't really keep up with James Bond, but I just know that they delayed that one movie for so long that all of the technology became obsolete. And I'm like, did they ever even release that movie? Like which technology? Like the watch that shoots lasers, or uh... <laughs> it was yeah. Um, yeah, no, he had the auto blow, um, the first model, but <laughs> they've since come out with the second model. 007, <clears throat> this is a very important device for your mission. Yeah. We, uh, uh, can't afford any more abortions paid for on the MI6 bill, <laughs> so whenever you feel the urge, just use this bad boy. <laughs> yeah, that's where all the NHS money went to. <laughs> yeah. And, like, um... Odd job, like rig- let me show you 007 how it works. I'm gonna pull my penis out, put it in here, right? I was gonna say odd job rigs it so that there's like blades in there. It's a garbage disposal. Yeah, he's trying to mangle his. <laughs> now, whatever you do, 007, do not put your balls in with it. It's not, <laughs> it's not a big enough port. So yeah, I mean, God. I mean, what what else? What is what other options does Liam Neeson have besides becoming James Bond at this point? Yeah, a lot of options. What are you talking about? Liam Neeson rules. It's true. I watched he a does. lot of the uh, movies with Liam Neeson as like kind of a, like a side character, like uh, the Mission. You ever watched that movie? No. Is he like a priest or something? Sorry. Yeah, it's like Robert De Niro and him. They're like uh, missionaries in like the like seventeen hundreds in South America. And they're like fighting these assholes trying to like enslave the Native Americans. It, it's a pretty tight movie. Especially the soundtrack's awesome. Yeah. What well, 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 we got on the soundtrack? I was just a lot of like uh, their beautiful flute music. Sampling some little B songs. Okay, I thought you were talking like uh, in Gimme Shelter. Like... I gotta just say the score. The score. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, um,. Wait, so is this like a recent movie? 
Nah, it's like fairly old, like 20, 30 years. Oh, okay, okay. I'm trying to think of what era of Robert De Niro because I I watched New York, New York last night, and I was thinking there was just like a bit, maybe 30 years of his career where he played like just the weirdest guys at, probably of all time. I think he's pretty well adjusted, cool guy. New York, New York <laughs> plays the saxophone. He does play the saxophone. In this he movie, the guys who like uh, killed his brother over a woman, so to repent, he has to. Uh... Go to South America and, uh, you know, join the, the missionaries to teach the Native Americans about Christ. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe Robert De Niro's character arc, um, just in all of his roles, maybe you should try being gay at some point. Because women always seem to be fucking up his life. That's all I'm saying. Not an awakening. That's true. It is in his movie, too, yeah. Awakening? Awakenings. Yeah, he's just fucked up by his own brain. Hmm. You guys seen that That's one? True. You get a transplant. Yeah, I watched it in psychology one. class. I remember that well, though. I remember liking it. He's just a real clown in New York, New York. I like the part where he pretends to have a wooden leg, so he's walking down the stairs backward, and then he gets in a huge argument with the clerk at the hotel, uh, which leads to a physical altercation. Is that the beginning of the movie? Yeah. Okay. Did you like that movie? Um, not especially. Really? Uh, I like. I kind of liked it. Have you seen know. that, Brian? Yeah, you haven't seen this, have you, Brian? Nah, I've never seen it. No. Okay, it's so, like his follow-up to Taxi Driver. Yeah, it's lesser oh, short okay. easy as people. It's not as good. Call him, but uh. Yeah, I was gonna say I probably would have heard of it. It was as good, but. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple. I like it. There's a couple of really good songs in it. Most of the songs suck ass because it's like all big band swing music until like halfway through the movie. Then he starts playing in like a jazz uh, band, which then he becomes a real artist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the song "New York, New York," and then there's another they one. They tease it throughout the entire movie. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it almost makes it worth it in the end, you know. I don't. Yeah. Know, I think there's a lot of like impressive sequences though in it. Yeah, it's a really, really like. There's a well made movie. There's a one part where he like shows up at the club after taking an hour to park his car and orders a like a quart he orders like a gallon of milk and like a quart of scotch and then says, No, don't bring me the fucking milk and then he like walks away from his wife and then gets in a fight with the piano player and then gets dragged out. But it looks exactly like that scene from Uncut Gems where he's getting thrown out of the club. Yeah, it does look like that's a cool club though. That's a cool set. Yeah, oh, there's a lot of really cool sets in this movie, but he just acts like such a fucking asshole the whole time. Yeah, I don't know how much I like that movie. Like, I definitely do like it more than I think most people do. Yeah. But, like, I was trying to put together, like, my top five Scorsese <clears throat> movies, and, like, part of me was like, eh, New York, New York, number five. And it's like, well, I don't know if I like it that much. Yeah. It's me it, at war with my own brain. It's kind of, it's like, I also there was stuff I was impressed by in the movie, but overall, I don't think it needed to be like three damn hours. No. There's another part that's pretty good where um, he uh, looks at a poem that Liza Minnelli wrote and is like, hey, put on your shoes. It's like it's probably midnight and there's snow everywhere and he gets a taxi driver to take them to uh, some random guy's house who's like, and he like knocks on their door and he breaks their fucking window and then he's like, hey, I need you to marry us right now. And she doesn't even know that they were going to get married. And then when she's like objects, he's like puts himself under the car. Yeah, he like lays down behind the cab and is like, listen, when I say go, you go, I want you to run over me. He does a, if you don't love me, I'll kill myself. Literally, uh, yeah. Uh, but then they, then they get married. Oh, I forgot about the heat. Oh, well, that's fine. So, um, do you think you ever, you ever want to live that life, or is that something you kind of just are glad you never got around to? What life? That kind of life, just being a fucking nut. Um, oh, I've been there, done that. He's kind of seriously. Fantastic, I mean, maybe. you ever think, like, you know, what if I was just a maniac? You know, that'd be fun. Yeah, well, I, I think I would probably fall backward into, into success. This seems to be what happens with most <clears> maniacs. Not all of them. Well, you know, maybe like 10% of maniacs, that's what well, happens. Well, there's maniacs like Charlie Sheen who are just going to be successful no matter yeah. how they were. Well, yeah, I mean, famous dad, though. Yeah. 
Lou was kind of successful then. He was a maniac, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, just, I don't like, know. As you are now, like, same job, same everything. Just you're also just nuts, you know. Yeah. It'd be cool for my job to be a maniac. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a crazy taxi, you know, like yeah. a. Like, uh, no, no, twisted metal that'd be what it is oh yeah d- yeah definitely <laughs> twisted metal. if i was a sweet tooth and twisted metal maybe i'll come in to work on monday like that <laughs> get sent home this guy's too fucking twisted um speaking of twisted apparently another one, one, one more rock news thing all right it's the uh, the lyricist of uh highway to the danger zone from top gun just died <clears throat> Kenny Loggins? It wasn't Kenny Loggins? I guess not. What's Kenny Loggins' deal? Like, What kind of music does he make? Because the only songs I know are Highway to the Danger Zone, and then he also did... The Transformers theme. I didn't know that. He's kind of one of the uh, definitive yacht rock guys, I think. Didn't he do... um, Definitive, though? Like, that even though we ain't got money song from Wet Hot American Summer? Uh, No, I don't know. That's, um... I don't remember their name, but it's not Kenny Loggins, no. Oh. He did the Caddyshack, I'm Alright. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> right, he did uh, um, the Transformers movie song, right? I got the touch. You got the touch. I think oh, that's Stan Bush. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, never mind then. That's Mark Wahlberg. Oh, right. That's a great song, the Caddyshack theme. I do like that. Well, it's kind of like, like the first half pretty is good. pretty great, and then it's just kind of, they don't quite know what to do with it. Like the opening part, like the... Like layered vocal part, yeah, great opening, and then just yeah. kind of peters out. <laughs> I always thought that part was cool. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was mesmerizing as a kid. <laughs> I was like, this oh, yeah. is gorgeous. That's why you watch Caddyshack so many times. You just partially. You get past the song, and you're like, God, I really want to watch that. I want really need to finish this so I can watch that beginning again. I really want to watch the Orion logo again. Yeah, the Orion logo is a really good one. It is cool. You know what we're talking about, Brian? Not quite. Orion Pictures, they produced a ton of movies in the 80s, and they actually came back recently. Yeah, they, they got something coming out. It was a movie I watched. I can't remember, though. It's weird that they just come back. Yeah, right? <clears throat> it's not like there's fanfare, necessarily, for Orion. No. It's not like the people were demanding it. It's UHF specifically is what I think of when I think of Orion. I think of Caddyshack and Child's Play. Oh, okay. Anyway, so that um, maybe like the, like the uh, you know the uh, the studio logo before the movie that gets the most ten, like the most jacked for the movie. <clears throat> that one kind of well, yeah, we were saying that one kind of does it for us. Um, besides that, I do kind of like I the really 20th really Century the Fox Dynasty logo. One. Yeah, that yeah, one's the, classic. The Chinese one. Which one? Dragon Dynasty. Oh, oh that is one. a good one. What's that? Yeah, one? that's uh, there's a lot of like kung fu movies. It's yeah, there's a lot, a lot of like action movies. Employ that. No. There's a Japanese one yeah, too. Was, uh, you 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 have some good when you have that one. Is that the one that's like da 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 da. It's like got that music to it. Mm, I don't think so. I, the music the music's not memorable. Okay. The music's not very memorable actually, but just uh, you see the you see the dragon, you know, you're something good, you know. Okay. I'm trying to think of other. You know which one's kind of limp? I thought it was cool in middle school, but it's definitely limp. Is the Miramax, the '90s Miramax company logo? Oh, with like the city skyline. No, it was before that. It was just like a an M illuminated by blue light, and then it says. Mm. Oh shit! I just looked up Dragon Dynasty movies. It looks like there's a some TV show starring. Uh, Furio from The Sopranos called Dragon Dynasty. Nice. All right, that sounds that sounds sick. Yeah. Oh shit. Maybe uh, they got like Furio and Jackie Chan in a movie together. Looks like it's not uh, Chinese related. Oh. Or a uh, fantasy Game of Thrones type thing. Wouldn't it be sweet? That, what was the remember the twin Jackie Chan movie? Twin Dragons. Uh, twin, so, yeah, Dragon. twin Dragons. That's a good one. They should have got Furio in there. As he's twin. <laughs> I mean, he probably would have been uh, quite young at that point. Damn, well, if only. 
You know, yeah. I know you guys haven't seen Tar, but I think Tar would be better if, like, they did a Twin Dragon situation where, yeah, her and her sister had to switch places and, like, one was a conductor and one was... What was the other one's job in Twin Dragons? Uh, be the pianist? Oh, no, no, no. Not that. Yeah, one, one's the pianist, one's, like, a mechanic. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Which movie's better, Twin Dragons or Twins? Twin Dragons, I think. Twin Dragons, yeah. Yeah. Twins. Yeah, there's really no movie that can't be improved by some uh, twin humor. Yeah, we did talk about twins last week. But what do you? What, what I mean, are your? Twins kind of inherently funny. What are your thoughts on like, the movie? Like, like, like in my school, where there was like uh, one twin brother in my class, one twin twin brother in the class next door to mine, and it was kind of like a twin situation. Like they they they, they were twins, but they looked totally different. Like one's tall, one's short, one's fat, one's thin, one's brown skin, one's white skin. One's got big eyes, one's got small eyes. One's got a big ass. <laughs> oh, eyes. Yeah, I mean, one's got Hank Hill ass. Yeah. Then one's got Paul McCartney ass. Does Paul McCartney have like a little ass? No, oh, he's got a nice ass. Oh, okay. Um, hey, do you want some more of this coffee? Sure. Reminds me, uh, what's your favorite like, like underrated Al Pacino movie? I like Un- Carlito's Way a lot. Underrated. Like kind of like a deep cut Al Pacino movie. Cruising is classic. Yeah, cruising is not bad. I don't know if it's underrated, I but the uh, Chinese coffee. You ever watched that one? Chinese coffee. It, it's like an indie movie he did in the two thousands. It's like just him and another guy, like uh, in an apartment for the entire movie, pretty much. Just a conversation between two guys. That's a good one. No, I never heard of that. That's a good one. Or uh, what was I? Uh, I found he's in a uh, an adaptation of Merchant of Venice. I want to watch that now. Apparently, he plays Shylock. Which is a little weird, having a, a non-Jewish guy play like one of the most uh, stereotypically Jewish characters of all time. But yeah, I think anybody could do with Al Pacino. Yeah, he's known for um, you know being transracial mm. in his film yeah, roles. I feel like he's like one of the most like Italian-looking guys there is. I mean, he played a Cuban guy in Scarface. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's probably kind of like the most like iconic uh, transracial role of any, you know. Yeah. He plays a Puerto Rican guy in Carlito's Way. So he kind of doubled back yeah. with the same director. Yeah, he kind of does a lot of Hispanic stuff. He huh? plays a Puerto Rican guy in Carlito's Way, and then Sean, pl- uh, Sean Penn plays a Jewish guy. Hmm. So it's a double affair. Hmm. Dude, I don't know why. Sean Penn's one of those guys I just think about, and I just start kind of getting giggly. Is it because of the I Am Sam? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. The greatest trailer of all time. He's just one of those guys who has like just a reputation for being a fucking asshole. Like who's just like a really kind of guy. That, like uh, you know the song uh, "No Tears" by Scarface. The... Not off the top of my head. No. It's in the Office Space soundtrack. It's uh, in like the opening scene when uh, Michael Bolden's in his car, like rapping to himself. Is that song? Okay. It's just a, a great revenge song. I thought you were going to say it's kind of like uh, that's how you feel about Sean Penn when you see him. Okay. I see your picture in my mind and my handshakes. You can <laughs> run, you can hide, but there's no escape. <laughs> I got to kill this motherfucker before he gets to me. <laughs> yeah. That's why I get giggly. Yeah. Hey, um, so I have a topic I want to talk about. Um, yeah, speaking of angry, pissed off men, uh, Vincent Gallo. I don't know who this is. Oh, oh. Um, he's so he's an actor. He was in. You may know him from Goodfellas, David. Um, who is he in Goodfellas? Let's see. I don't recognize this. Uh, this sailor picture. Huh? pissed off. What the hell? I'm looking at a lot of weird pictures. Buffalo, New York. I yep. am from real New York, from Buffalo, New York. I shouldn't say that. No, no disrespect, Buffalo. Yeah, but Buffalo guys can't do the accent and just get away with it. So do you re- recognize yeah, him? Whatever they're doing out there. <laughs> so wait, so I'm supposed to recognize him from the background. Most actors. I'm, just, I'm as IMDb right now. I just uh, user list on the side, all caps, most sleaziest actors. Nice. And those are 26, so it's not even that many. So he's got to really be fucking up. He's about the same height as me. So I think probably most people's um, point of reference for Vincent Gallo would be the brown bunny, 
which even if you haven't seen it, perhaps you know the scene in which Chloe Sevigny performs an unsimulated sex act on him. What? I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. What, she, are you, what are you trying to say here? He gets a blowjob, but it's real, and it's in this movie he made. Why did it have to be real? Okay. Look at that smart. That's smart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can blow me for for the movie. Aha. Uh-huh. And uh, he did the aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gotta figure it out. He just kind of has a reputation <laughs> yeah. for being like an awful person. He I also mean, this picture I'm looking at of him up above. He seems to be culturally appropriating <clears throat> Orthodox Jewish culture. Yeah, he's highly Italian. His dad's name is fucking Vincenzo, so he's not. So, the... cause you, are you looking at the same picture I am right here? He's got the hat. Uh, and like... I'm, I'm looking at the most sleaziest actors list right now. <laughs> there's, there's some good stuff here. Willem Dafoe is number three. What the fuck? Is that ridiculous? I, I yeah, I've never heard. I've of never of him being. Yeah, no, what has no, he no, ever no. done? To anybody? I'm Just because he's kind of weird looking. That's not right. He's above Woody Allen. Woody Allen's number five. <laughs> Woody Allen's like fucking like like a child molester. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. This list. This list is stupid. Um. So anyway. Uh, Vincent Gallo kind of like in 2013 stopped being in movies and then he became like a MAGA guy and then recently oh, okay. he popped up in a Ben Shapiro like a Daily Wire produced movie called Shut In so that's kind I'm of sure it's great that's his most recent um, performance and okay, I watched sorry, hold, hold on here Klaus Kinski is right next to Steve Buscemi didn't Klaus Kinski like, actually like, kill a guy or something? <laughs> and Steve Buscemi is just kind of funny looking. This list is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, what, is, what is going on with this list? <laughs> like actual murderers next to people who are just kind of funny looking. Steve Wait. Buscemi was fucking there on 9-11, you know, helping people out. This guy, he's, he's, he's a stand-up guy. Who else is on this, this list? list is slander. Yeah. Anyone? Tim Curry? I, I never heard a single bad thing about Tim him. Tim Curry? What the fuck? Who? Isn't Tim Curry this Vincent? Quentin Tarantino's on there too. Would you call Quentin Tarantino a sleazy guy? Not really. I'd say he falls in the middle somewhere. I think he's a flaw. He's definitely guy, a weird I guy. I don't know if he's sleazy exactly. Yeah. It's kind of maybe. He just wants to know what's going on here. Huh? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He just know that if the cameras weren't rolling. He'd be kicking your ass up and down the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Maybe that guy put this list together and he's like, I'm going to give him... I'll show you. He probably made a list of fucking asshole. Um, is that the end of the list? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't... I, I don't think I'd call Quentin Tarantino sleazy. So, okay. Just a little more background on Vincent Gala before I get to uh, the main point I want to okay, talk so. about. Um, but the other night I watched Buffalo 66, which is an indie movie he made with Christina Ricci uh, in the early 2000s, which is actually pretty good. Um, but I think he got a big head about this movie because then he made Brown Bunny, which is the one where he gets the blowjob. And um, it was released at Sundance in like a two hour cut. And Roger Ebert roasted this movie, uh, gave it a bad review. And Vincent Gallo, let's see. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page to make sure I get this right. Uh, Roger Ebert said it was the worst film in the history of Cannes. Okay, it was Cannes, not Sundance. Gallo retorted by calling Ebert a fat pig with the physique of a slave trader and put a hex on him, wishing him colon cancer. And then Roger Ebert said, although I am fat, one day I will be thin, but Mr. Gallo will still have been the director of The Brown Bunny. <laughs> and then Vincent Gallo re-edited uh, Brown Bunny to be half an hour shorter, and before Ebert died was like, yeah, you know, it's like better. And Gallo still would not let it go. What does that mean, physical slave trader? Uh, I assume he's casting aspersions about his ethnicity. I don't know. Is Roger Ebert... What is that ethnicity? I don't know. He's like Ebert. Yeah, we know. I mean, it's probably... He's like a standard white guy. Ebert was probably originally Ebert or something, so probably French. Mm. That sound right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's not real. Oh, German. Oh, he's German. 
So I don't know what the slave trader thing is all about. So anyway, let's check out Vincent Gallo's... Uh, Might have been a dig at his <clears> marriage. <throat> oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Any Either way, it was his coming thing. What was he married to? Oh, his wife uh, is black. So what? It's not... Okay, well... He probably was trying to make it personal or something. So we're going to take a look at Vincent Gallo's uh, web store. And perhaps some, some things will become clear about him. So uh, let's see. This is the... You got a picture of him dressed like a Navy officer. Yeah. So this is the... Um, Stolen Valor. His yeah. personal services page. <clears throat> so this is for $50,000. Uh, Vincent Gallo evenings, weekends, escort. Wish dream, or, wish, dream, or fantasy with Vincent Gallo. Ladies only. Have you ever watched a movie and fallen in love with one of the actors? The yeah, way they Vincent Gallo has probably never been one of them. <laughs> the way they looked or a character they played. Afterwards, you thought of them over and over, daydreaming, imagining things, sexy things. When I was very young, I was madly in love with Tuesday Weld and Charlotte Rampling. My fourteenth birthday. I don't know who cares about this. Anyway, he wished and wished every day that I could meet all these girls. I thought of a lot of sexy things with Susan Blakely after seeing her in Lords of Flatbush. In my mind, I could do with her anything I wanted to do. So believe me. I thought of me, many sexy things to do with Chloe 7A. And then I did it. So believe me, I know and understand what it's like to wish and dream about spending time with a movie star, doing things that couples do, couples in love. At least couples where the guy is hot and knows how to handle a chick. I, Vincent Gallo, star of such classics as Buffalo 66 and The Brown Bunny, have decided to make myself available to all women. All women who can afford me, that is. For the modest fee of $50,000 plus expenses, I can fulfill the wish, dream, or fantasy of any naturally born female. The fee covers one evening with Vincent Gallo. For those who wish to enjoy my company for a weekend, the fee is increased to a mere $100,000. <laughs> so, so what does that mean? Like, no trans people, I guess? Yeah. What saying? <clears throat> Heavy set, older redheads and even black chicks can have me. Oh my god! If if they can pay the bill. Okay. No real well, female will be refused. But even, even, like the way he's like, <laughs> look, you're gonna think I'm crazy here. No, listen. But even black chicks. Can... <laughs> However, I highly frown upon any male having even the slightest momentary thought or wish that they could ever become my client. No way, Jose. However, female couples of the lesbian persuasion can enjoy Vincent Gallo evening together for a hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand buys the lesbian. Is that a slur? It's probably not the best. Kinda, yeah. If, if, if this guy's saying it, probably it is. Yeah. A weekend that will have them second guessing. I'm willing to travel worldwide to accommodate clients. However, travel days are billed at fifty thousand per uh, <coughs> plus. All premium flight fees. Scanning for STDs is required, as is bathing and grooming prior to our encounter. Detailed photos of potential clients also required prior. An extra fee for security to protect me is charged on top of the fantasy fee. Security fees will vary depending on the details of an encounter and how much security I will need. Potential clients are advised to screen the controversial scene from the brown bunny to be sure for themselves that they can fully accommodate all of me. Clients who have doubt may want to test themselves with an unusually thick and large prosthetic prior to meeting me. You may be surprised just how much you can handle and how good it feels. Good God. Okay, look at this picture right here, though. There's a little, like, sketch illustration. It's Nixon, Reagan, Bush Sr., Bush Jr., Vincent Gallo. Yeah, okay, so that's for his next service. This is the second service. This will be the last one. I still, I'm still hung up on what we just heard. Oh, there's more. Just keep going. A million dollars. Vincent Gallo's sperm. Price includes all costs. Well, you just do the first one and you get the same thing, right? I mean, well, okay. He's hitting me also like... Listen, okay. he gets into that. Price includes <laughs> all costs related to... All costs related to one attempt at an in, in vitro fertilization. A $50,000 value. If the first attempt at in vitro fertilization is unsuccessful, purchaser of sperm must pay all medical costs related to additional attempts. Mr. Gallo will supply sperm for as many attempts as it takes to complete a successful fertilization and successful delivery. Sperm is 100% guaranteed to be donated by Mr. Gallo, who is drug, alcohol, and disease-free. 
If the purchaser of the sperm chooses the option of natural insemination, there is an additional charge of $500,000. However, if after being presented detailed photographs of the purchaser, Mr. Gallo may be willing to waive the natural insemination fee and charge only for the sperm itself. Those of you who have found this merchandise page are very well aware of Mr. Gallo's multiple talents, but to add further insight into the value of Mr. Gallo's sperm, <clears throat> aside from being multi-talented in all creative fields, he was also multi-talented as an athlete, winning uh, several awards for performing in the game of baseball, football, and hockey, and making it to the professional level of Grand Prix motorcycle racing. Mr. Gallo That's is not athletic. <laughs> Mr. Gallo is five eleven and has blue eyes. Anyone could do that. This is where I want to pause. Is five eleven really like worth a million dollars? That's an average height. That's like how tall yeah. I am. He has blue eyes though. <clears throat> so there are no known genetic deformities in his ancestry (parentheses no cripples) and no history of congenital diseases. If you have seen the brown bunny, you know the potential size of the genitals if it's a boy. Which we all think about. That's really what we all think about <laughs> when we're having kids. Is I don't want to have a son with a little teeny peeny. Like he's got to be a uh, you know. Parentheses eight inches if he's like his father. I don't know exactly how a well-hung father can enhance the physical makeup of a female baby, but it can't hurt. Mr. Yeah, Gallo... Your daughter will be born with an eight-inch hog. Mr. Gallo also presently maintains a distinctively... Maintains a distinctively full head of hair and at the age of 43 has surprisingly few gray hairs. Though his features are sharp and extreme, they would probably blend well with a softer, more subtly featured female. <clears throat> Mr. Gallo maintains the right to refuse sale of his sperm to those of extremely dark complexions. Though a fan of Franco Harris, Derek Jeter, Lenny Kravitz, and Lena Horne, Mr. Gallo does not want to be part of that type of integration. Jesus in fact, Christ. In fact, for the next 30 days, he is offering a $50,000 discount to any potential female purchaser who can prove she has naturally blonde hair and blue eyes. Anyone who can prove a direct family link to any of the German soldiers of the mid-century will also receive this, this discount. <laughs> Under the laws of the Jewish faith, a Jewish mother would qualify a baby to be deemed a member of the Jewish religion. This would be added incentive for Mr. Gallo to sell his sperm to a Jew mother, his reasoning being with the slim chance that his child moved into the profession of motion picture acting or became a musical performer. This connection to the Jewish faith would guarantee his offspring a better chance at good reviews and maybe even a prize at the good Sundance God. Film you Festival stop this. or an Oscar. Stop reading this. It's <laughs> oh not okay. Wait, wait, what about the good, I'm really fascinated by the good reviews things. Like, like no like Jewish filmmaker has ever made a movie that got bad reviews. Is that his thing? Like, I... So, yeah, I keep going back and forth on whether he's actually joking about some of this. Um, yeah. Can we talk about something else? This is just... <laughs> this, is, you, this, this picture of him is so fucking hideous, too. Like, yeah, he looks, looks like, like a... Shit. He looks like a dollar store version of a member of the Strokes. <laughs> so, anyway, I'll trim some of that down, but I just like thought you guys... Were... Albert Hammond never got clean. Let's just move on. This is not like this. I'm mesmerized by just... I like that he wrote this himself, right? Well, he says... He like, has anybody in his employee. It's credited to his management, but I mean... There's no way that any sane person heard this idea and is like, I can work on that for you. I can I can type up something. So yeah, you know, the vibes are pretty bad on that guy's web store. Fifty thousand I love the for a mere one hundred thousand dollars, you can sleep with this guy who you maybe know? I don't like who's that into Vincent Gale? You'd be surprised. People are into him? Yeah. I mean, at least they were. I don't know about now. But uh, his movies, like... Yeah, I don't know. Buffalo 66 is kind of like a... Uh, not like a popular movie exactly, but people like it. Anyway, uh, yeah, we can talk about something else. 
I thought that might be funnier and less disgusting than it was, but um, you know. I feel like uh, like uh, George C. Scott in uh, hardcore of the years. Okay, so I got something else we can talk about. Um, have you guys seen that clip of Kevin Smith talking about Martin Scorsese? No. What is this? Um, shoot. Let me see if I can figure out a way to pull this up. Pull up. Is it on Disney Plus? It's not on Disney Plus. No. See, I'll have to go to my Twitter. Is there just like a quote you can read? Well, it's an audio clip, but it. He starts talking and he kind of goes in an unexpected direction, so. Well, in the meantime, I was going to make my pitch, uh, speaking of YouTube. Uh, For everybody listening, for the handful of people listening, you know, like, uh, these guys are talking about movies and stuff. Where do you guys watch movies generally? I'm curious. Uh, DVD, streaming I, services. I check out a lot of movies from the library. Yeah, I do that. Library is good. Library is a great place to find movies. Very underrated place to find movies. I was going to say, for me, my, my number one is uh, <clears throat> go to the subreddit fullmoviesonyoutube.com. And, you know, reddit.com slash fullmoviesonyoutube. You find yeah. like, so much good shit there. Like, and I always think this is like, it's not like algorithmic at all. It's just like totally random shit, you know? Like, yeah. It's, it's crazy stuff that's on there that's been there for like forever like since, since 2012 uh, the Wayans Brothers movies uh, Don't Be a Menace you, you know that one on YouTube yeah, since yeah. 2012 it's unbelievable how have I taken that down yet the whole thing since right yeah. the good and bad and the ugly it's been on there since like since I was in high school I watched it several times on YouTube it can't possibly look that good though <laughs> I just the uh, classics like world cinema too like, you guys ever watch uh, Pather Panchali, the uh, Bengali movie of the 1950s? No, I'm familiar with it, though. Ah, it's tight. That's an incredible movie. And stuff like that. You know, it says that. That's what it's really all about, in my opinion. So I did try to watch a movie on YouTube the other day. It was... <clears throat> um, so I'm a fan of the Freaky Friday series. I didn't know it's a series. I, I mean, it's just one... I guess there's been, been there's been like four different ones, I guess. So it's not really sequels. It's yeah, it, it, it remakes, I guess. Okay. Just in general, um, like body swap movies. I don't know. For some reason, I've seen a lot of those. <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> but uh, there's one that came out in the '90s with Shelley Long and Gabby Hoffman, and um, it's impossible to find. Like you can't find a torrent of it. It's not on Disney Plus, even though it was a Disney Channel original movie. But it's on YouTube, isn't it? Someone, it is okay. It is on YouTube, but it is someone's VHS um, recording ah, yeah. of it, and so I started watching it, and it's just it's kind of unwatchable because of the VHS quality, because it keep the sound keeps cutting out, and there's like a magnetic strip that keeps like going across the center of it. When's the last time you watched a VHS? In it's been a really long time. Hmm. Not all VHSs, I guess, are like that, but this was not a good recording. Yeah, it's kind of same as like the uh, the Paul Schrader movie, how like uh, blue collars on YouTube and nowhere else, but it's like slightly zoomed in, so you can't see the entire movie the whole time. But it's still pretty good. It's, it's, it's worth watching if it's on there still. But uh, I always wonder who the hell is like, why you know people who like film their TVs to like put a scene on YouTube. That's oh, a yeah. strange level of commitment to me. That like you know you're committed enough to want to put this on YouTube, which I already can't really understand. But you're gonna do but like, but a you don't like do it style, right, you know, a bootleg style thing in your own house. Yeah, it's really so strange. Like, I, I mean, I guess I kind of appreciate them, you know, but I, I never understand people who like have kind of selflessness to like think to put a scene on YouTube, you know. Yeah, like, I love this, that this is so tight. I gotta share with everybody, you know. I like when it's really old too. So it's like they didn't even have like a smartphone to film this easily. They must have busted out the camcorder. Yeah, and you can see like aspects of their house. Like, yeah. are you talking about like, like when people dog, just like, like dog record or something? Yeah, or someone's talking. It's like, shut up! I'm doing something. <laughs> yeah. Somebody cooking. <laughs> I'm trying to record this scene of Maury. You know? What? Okay, th- my favorite version of that is the um, "Do you like the Raiders?" video. That one's great. That's classic. Where the guy is filming his TV and he's like yelling at his TV. 
Okay, but here I got a clip of Kevin Smith uh, dropping maybe a controversial opinion. I'm here for it. That he is. I don't know. Uh, if, I don't know if you can hear this, Brian. But he's we'll requested see. Vincent Gallo's services. Yeah. Then they go find me for requesting Vincent Gallo's services. <laughs> Martin Scorsese made perhaps the biggest superhero movie ever made. Yeah. Last Temptation of Christ yeah. is a superhero movie, and mm-hmm. I'm not diminishing. What do you think? Okay, I mean that's, that's a take. Where are you going with that? Oh, that's the end of the clip. That's it. That's, you know. Well, he starts, he ends the clip, and I think they just cut it off short, but, uh. I kind of want to hear where he's going with that, honestly. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm not diminishing, and that's where it ends. So. I mean. I want to hear more, honestly. I feel like he's just getting at that, like, uh. I don't know, in academia, whenever co- comic books are covered, it's like, well, if you look at Greek mythology and the Bible, even. Right. I don't know. I think he's going to hell. (laughs) For saying that. Yeah, he's damned for that. (laughs) Yeah, He's damned for that one. I mean, if he wasn't already damned with making Dogma. Mm. Yeah, right. Possibly his finest. Well, I don't know. You guys guys like Dogma, right? That's one of my favorites, yeah. yeah. It's very good. Yeah, yeah, that probably is the best one. For him. Or Clerks. I, I feel like Clerks is somehow like I feel like that'll be like the, the one that stays the most uh, has the most lasting power though. Yeah. Somehow it just feels more like uh, like a definitive statement of a certain time and place, you know. You know, getting back to his quote though, I feel like Scorsese's definitive superhero picture is Taxi Driver. Travis Bickle is a hero. He has a hero arc. You know, he's <clears throat> an upstanding citizen. Mm-hmm. He's a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with him. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Nothing unsavory. I mean, he's basically the Joker. No, the Joker's... Well, yeah, the Joker's also a good guy. He was a good guy until society forced his hand. Yeah. You ever have, like, a, uh, an experience? I, I feel like my, my favorite from Text Driver is still always, like, uh, when he takes his girlfriend to, like, uh, see the porn movie, and he's, like, apologizing for it afterward. Yeah, so that's like most uh, probably the most relatable scene in that movie. You know, we've all been there at some point. And that yeah, I've been go- yeah, we all we've all gone to porno theaters. <laughs> yeah, we, but, yeah, metaphorically, we've all ordered a slice of pie with cheese on it for some that reason. That is a thing people do, but I, the only accounts I've heard of people doing it, it's like Ed Gein, I guess, requested that <laughs> when he was in jail after being arrested for, you know, he, doing his thing. For whatever minor crimes he committed. Yeah. It is insane that there used to be, like, straight just porn theaters, you know, where people would just, like, guys would just show up and just, you know, beat their meat in the same room together, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're supposed style. to do that, but... But what else? <laughs> like, what? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, come on, like you're just you gonna know, sit there with like it'd be ridiculous not to do it. Yeah, yeah you're gonna just be hard for two hours in a theater. <laughs> yes. I guess yeah, they're kind of expecting so a lot out of out of these guys. And then you're driving home, you're like distracted because you're just you're just flustered. You're getting a car accident with a heart on. Yeah, car accidents go way up around porn theaters. Now there is that one in Lincoln Park that used to be a porn theater. Right? Now it's a it's it's a loft. There are lofts. Yeah. yeah, where people beat off freely. <laughs> Yeah, that's insane. Like, it, it's like when I found out that like you can't touch the strip of the strip clubs. Like, why even go? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, what's the point? Well, it's... I think they can touch you. Yeah. Oh, I guess okay. so. Well, I, guess I think it's kind of just I mean, like you get lap dances. I mean, they're kind of it, it's kind of fun. I guess to, like hang on, just kind of talk to them. I guess could be fun. I've never been to a strip club personally, so I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they only have them here, so I guess. But, uh, I guess it's more of a social atmosphere than, like, a porn theater, though, too. I mean, it's, like, such a kind of a, you know, you're not, you're not, like, hanging out. You're not, like, talking to anybody when you go there, you know? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> talking during the, shut up! <laughs> I don't watch the movie. That's funny, man. Like, some guy just on his phone the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you can't... I just hate going to porn theaters these days, you know? 
I was getting my elbows bumped. Imagine the guy like on his phone, like uh, like looking at other porn on his phone, <laughs> like at the porn theater. <laughs> Imagine like there's uh, actually an annoying ringtone. It's always a, it's always annoying when I'm going to the porno movie theater, <laughs> and some guy decides to sit next to me in an empty theater. <laughs> Imagine the guy making like smart remarks during the movie the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Brian, something we David wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, this is d- directly related, I guess. Yeah, David okay. has the impression that you hate when kids are in movie theaters. Not in movie theaters, in movies. But I don't, I don't. You used to talk about this. I don't know if this is still true. Eh, it depends on the movie, I guess. I mean, like, I don't like uh, To Kill a Mockingbird or like uh, that Indian movie I just mentioned earlier about kids. Uh, you know, it depends on the kid. I just remember you really having an issue of real steel. Yeah, I mean, the movie would have been tight not for that asshole kid. <laughs> uh, I saw, I was uh, reminiscing recently about the time we went to go see Walking with Dinosaurs at the dollar show. <laughs> it, was, yeah, was, it was ass. It was so we tried I mean, we only said dollar show. It's not that good a deal. But... We tried sneaking into a new movie. Yeah, we still should have done that. I'm still disappointed you guys pushed out on that. What we do? We went into uh, Thor. There were a lot before of, it started. There were a lot of. Oceans we were gonna watch Grudge Match. The uh, Robert what was it, was that Robert De Niro and uh, Sylvester Stallone. It was, um, oh, but, okay. but like we were waiting out in Thor before it started, and we we're gonna go. And Dan, we were we went out the back door. We decided we we're just gonna leave the theater entirely. And Dan just yelled, "I don't want to watch Thor anymore." <laughs> yeah. Hey, you ever think about how, like, Sylvester Stone is kind of like if, like, uh, Al Pacino and, Al- and like, Arnold Schwarzenegger had a baby? Yeah, he is a little bit. Wait, did I yell that? Yeah. Was I actually mad? I don't remember. You weren't mad. I think you were... I don't really know what your mindset was, but I think it was a cover for why we're leaving before... Because the, there were people filing in, so I think it was probably, like, a... I think I was it all... It had to be a joke. But... I was probably all jacked up just off of, um... Seeing walking with dinosaurs, yeah, it was all full of beans. What at what point did we leave that movie? Was it like a dinosaur started shitting on someone? I don't know. <laughs> Pretty yeah. sure that's what. I asked. <laughs> um, it was like a packed theater. Though, I it was very crowded. Yeah, uh, and then the usher, as we were filing out, the usher was like, "Not what you guys expected." And yeah, so like someone well, we went to school that. with. Oh, was it? Yeah. But it's like obviously not what we expected. There's an a movie with an identical name that was an actual like movie, like a educational film about dinosaurs. Yeah, by BBC. Yes. <laughs> well, I remember I like went to the bathroom because I just had to like get like a break, and then like, I came out to the lobby, and you were all you were all congregated there. You you had given up without me, you know. You gone to the, no? I think you um were like. Fuck this! I'm sneaking into Grudge Match and then left. Right? Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, I was I was gonna go to Grudge Match. I went to the bathroom first, and then I came out, and you guys were all you had a ship as well. I think now I would have been game for that, but I had never like snuck into another movie before, so I was like really worried that the ushers would be like, "Hey, you guys can't do that," and then like kick us out or something. Yeah. Have you? Did you end up watching Grudge Match ever? Nah, never. Hmm. At this point, it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, that would have been a situation. I think I also didn't want to sneak in because the movie had already started. <laughs> I would have wanted to open credits for that one. I want to say it was probably it was probably like halfway over at that point. That still would have been something. Anyway, it's worth a dollar. Makes your life. I'd sure. buy that for a dollar. Is dollars is dollar theater still open? No. Oh no. Sad. It is sad. I think it's been leveled to the ground. No, it hasn't been leveled oh. to the ground. The it's still there. Okay, well, I'm uh, going to level it to gonna, the ground. I think they're going to keep it around. I don't know. The, like, the marquee and like the whole like front part is still intact. I, I was just in downtown Allen Park yesterday. Okay. They took off all the letters, and for a while they were putting like local art in all the like poster frames. But, uh, yeah, other than that, it's a completely dormant building. Nah, sad. That really doesn't look like it can be anything else. I'm trying to remember what else I've no, seen. No, not there. really. It's pretty silly for that. Yeah. 
I remember seeing one of the Garfield movies there. Yeah, that place is tight. You can see like shitty movies for like nothing. Yeah. I used to I used to go see every movie there. Not like I'd see it in like initial run and then go back for seconds with my family later. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'd go for that too. I think we also saw robots there, didn't we, Brian? I don't know. I already watched uh, Life of Pi there, which was pretty good actually. Did we? Yeah, me and you. Okay. That'd be such a tight I also watched uh, the Muppets movie twice. Two days in a row. Nice. Good movie. That's pretty good, yeah. I miss so many movies now. But seeing it, like, it'd be sweet if that was still going around. Like, if Avatar 2 was going to play there. Yeah. Yeah, that was a movie pass before a movie pass, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Oh, speaking of On Lee, I did watch Brokeback Mountain the other day. Have you guys ever seen that? No. No, nah, I never have, actually. That wasn't bad. Yeah, I imagine. Heath Ledger is quite good, but the, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal has some really stupid dialogue. Well, for one, he has to say the title of the movie, which is never a good thing. At the end of the movie? It's toward the end of the movie, yeah. My life hasn't been the it's same. It's only good if it's the last line the movie. He literally says, <laughs> almost says exactly that. It's like, we'll still have Brokeback Mountain. We'll always have Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> he also says... I just want to go back to Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> he keeps saying it. He also says, I just don't know how to quit you. Or no, I well, wish, everyone knows that. I wish I knew. I remember that from the trailer. Okay, yeah. see, that's a famous line. I didn't realize that was a famous line. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, what was that? No. That was referenced in like everything. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the butt of many gay jokes at that time. Yeah. I that was kind of fucked up. I mean, like, you know, like, I, I feel like it's funny to think about how, like, not even that long ago. I mean, it still to some extent, but, like, like, not very long ago at all. Like, just, uh,. Gayness was so openly mocked, you know. Less yeah, it's wild that that movie now. was a controversy when it came out. Like, I remember like my mom watching the View, and they're like, "So, what do you guys? Do you guys have any objections to this gay cowboy movie? <laughs> like, what do you guys? Isn't this weird? Yeah. And it's like, ten, like twenty years later, it's like, why was that? Yeah. Who gives a shit. Not even twenty years, right? I mean, it's like, like fifteen. It, right? Yeah, it's less than twenty years. I thought that was like two thousand five. Yeah. So just under oh, twenty okay. years. So, but still, yeah, not that long ago. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know? I, know, I read that Heath Ledger skipped the Oscars that year because of all the homophobic jokes. I'm like, that's fucked up. Good on him. His role as the Joker was like, yeah, he skipped response. He, he was he, he skipped that to... Oscars too. It's kind of weird. Yeah, you got kicked out kind of kind of a Joker fight after that. Yeah. Yeah, he just said, you know, forget the Oscars completely. This is what society has made me. Mm-hmm. The Joker. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> honestly good actor like i i didn't realize how good of an actor he was until um like long after he died yeah, yeah he was when cool. dark knight came out yeah, yeah. <laughs> i hadn't seen anything besides dark knight and then i started watching some of his older movies and i'm like damn he's really good yeah that's what i always piece together but uh yeah, all right i think that's about all we have time for i'll let you go brian yeah, I gotta go. Brian's gotta go. He's got a. What do you got going on? What I got going on? Uh, these days, the main thing I'm doing these days is I'm uh, kind of uh, pilling my students on the French Revolution. Nice. Yeah. I got heavy into that. Just uh, tell them all my pains about it. I thought you said my pains about it. Well, that too. You know, it's pretty heartbreaking some of the stuff that happens. Yeah. But they're into it. They're, they're heavy into it. Nice. I think it's awesome. Y'all, you're just doing spoofs and goofs about the French Revolution. You're just ignoring the crew. A little bit, yeah. You know, I got to kind of act out some scenes with them, and uh, it's pretty goofy sometimes, some of the stuff. It is very, it, it's so much, like, weird, just funny stuff, too, in that time. Like, uh, I won't get into it, but, you know, a lot of silliness. Have you yeah. told your kids? They're, they're really like uh, Georges Danton, you know him? Mm, it's been a long time since I've engaged with the French Revolution. He was one of the uh, leaders of the left during the revolution. Okay. Just look at a picture of this guy. He's got like, like he's probably like one of the most ugly historical figures of all time. He's got like just a giant fucking head, and he just looks just ridiculous. D a n t o n. Look on later. He, he's a cool guy. Really tight though. Having a heavy in him recently. Yeah, maybe we'll make him our mascot. What's his? How you spell that again? D a n t o n. Speaking of that, there's also a pretty great uh, movie about the French Revolution uh, on YouTube in full. It's in two parts, three hours total. Have you told your kids about uh, watching? Made by the made by the French with uh, with, with who is it? With, with, with Sam Neill in it as uh, oh. Lafayette. Oh, weirdly sick. enough, I didn't know he spoke French. Oh my God, this guy is busted. Let me 
me see. Like, he is like one of the ugliest dudes ever. He was really funny about it too, though. Like, oh my God. Uh, like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, was a very just like funny, ridiculous guy too. Like, uh, he, he knew how to play to a room. Even like when he was dying, like right before the cut of his head, he said, uh, "Make sure everybody in the crowd sees my head. It's worth taking a look at." Oh wow. Okay, so he was like self-aware. What the heck is? I don't. Yeah, he was a chat for sure. What the hell is up with this? Uh, is that, uh, I'm not sure. It's, uh, well, people on listening can't see you doing, but, you know. Well, I just, 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 just <laughs> yeah, they really. Yeah, he was an ugly-ass dude. <laughs> he's, uh, he's one of those guys, too, that, like, when I watched this movie and he wasn't played by, uh, what's that French actor, the big guy? Gerard um, Depardieu. And, like, he wasn't played by him, I was kind of like, Missed opportunity, but apparently he starred as that guy in a separate movie all about that guy's life in particular, like like a biopic of this Danton starring uh, that Purdue oh, that I have not seen, right, okay. but I would like to see sometime. Um. All right, so we can wrap up. Brian, could you um send me your file before you go to bed, though? Ah, uh, yeah. All right, I'll do that. Brian, have you told your kids about? Uh, um, oh wait, we're not watching re- movies on YouTube. Did you stop recording? Well, they don't have YouTube here. Oh. Ah, uh, yeah, I'll stop now. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.